You're listening to Rowan Radio On Demand. Download more podcasts at rowanradio.com. The following program does not represent the views or opinions of the staff or administration of Rowan University or Rowan Radio. 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Your Health Matters. Your Health Matters is a weekly program featuring interviews with local and national physicians and medical educators about relevant health issues. This program is intended for general information purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical care. Please discuss this information and any questions with your family physician. And now... Here's Dr. Craig Wax. Welcome to Your Health Matters. I'm your host, local family physician, Dr. Craig Wax, talking about the transformation to health. Everybody starts somewhere, and then you want to get to that healthy place and then maintain your health. So our special guest professional today, um, who's going to speak about his and his family's transformation and what he does um, as far as helping his patients, Um, his name is Sean Needham, he's a registered pharmacist at Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy in Moses Lake, Washington State. Uh, Welcome, Sean. Dr. Wax, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your background and training and then how uh, you came to this topic of health transformation? Sure. Well, um, I'll just go a little bit back because um, it was my high school chemistry teacher that actually talked me into going into pharmacy. I was a, you know, a good, I, I love chemistry both. I have a twin brother, Shane, and he's an analytical chemist, um, by the way. And we were the number one and number two chemistry students in our organic chem class. I think they call it chemistry two in high school. And my, my teacher then talked me into going to pharmacy. And one of the reasons why I kind of liked it is because I was able to, I was in a small town of Othello at the time and, you know, being a pharmacist, you get to learn chemistry or use your chemistry background, or at least I thought so. Now I could go way into a a side tangent on that, that most pharmacists don't get to use their chemistry background, but I also tell you how I do now. Right. Um, Anyway, tell us us about the transformation part, because what about your training? Where, where did you train and um, what brought you? to this direction of health. So anyway, then I decided to go to the University of Washington School of Pharmacy in Seattle. And I spent three years there and I graduated in 1994. And, you know, growing up, I didn't have good role models, i.e. my parents for eating healthy. Um, My only saving grace was probably my brother who was my twin brother, who was a pretty healthy eater at the time, but still not great. But he knew a little bit about it, but we just didn't have good food in our house. And our parents were not good role models at all. Our only saving grace was we worked farm labor and we in the winter we we wrestled. That's the only thing that kept us from getting obese. And after I got out of college, you know, I was still going to the gym, you know, lifting and things like that, but not doing a lot of cardio and not watching my diet. Right. And of course, as you know, Dr. Wax, you cannot exercise your way out of a poor diet, period. Very true. Right. When you're younger, you can kind of do it, um, but it catches up to you eventually. And it caught up with me. And I roller coastered my weight through my 20s. Well, I guess and even 30s. Um, you know, and I um, finally in 2010, I decided enough is enough. And I went in for a physical 
um, just to get my numbers done, you know, my cholesterol, my blood pressure and all that kind of stuff. Cause I wanted to see what a diet would do to my health or for my health. And of course they wanted to put me on blood cleft. They wanted to put me on cholesterol medication. They wanted to put me on blood pressure medication. You know, my cholesterol was horrible. My um, blood pressure was high and I didn't have diabetes yet. But of course, as you know, um, if I went down that road long enough, I probably would have. So I decided in 2010, I want to make a change and I lost 60 pounds in 2010. And I've, for the most part, kept that weight off for the last 11 years. This is the first time I've kept the weight off that long. And I really attribute most of it to diet. Um, I do exercise a lot now. It, it requires it, work. It requires it work to get there and it requires work to stay there. And I can say that from personal and professional experience. And every once in a while, we have to get back on track, right? For sure. For yeah. sure. And, and, and you have to kind of... Uh, forgive yourself and move on. But if it's a daily forgiveness, it's not going to work. No. And, and I think as, you know, one of my motivating factors was I had um, not quite teenage kids at the time. And, you know, I mean, here I was, I was approaching 40 and I wanted to be able to play football with my kids, ride a bike with my kids, be active with my kids. And I didn't want my kids to be overweight. So you know, I went through that transformation and I had one son at the time, my youngest son, um, Jordan, who was overweight and it didn't go very well when I would talk to my wife, Janet, about his weight. And, um, you know, but how could I say anything? How could I say anything about my kids if I was overweight myself and not in the best health? So, so a few fast forward a few years later, um, you know, I went on a trip with my kids to Disneyland for three or four days and I was able to witness Jordan's eating habits and Jordan ate just like I did. Um, and I still to this day, I can eat anything in front of me. That's why. Right. I well, I think a lot of us, you know, who grew up um, at the time we did in the seventies, what have you grew up with the emergence of fast food you know, conveniences for parents uh, rather than cooking, which takes a longer time and requires some preparation for meals and some forethought with shopping and uh, what have you. And um, a lot of us, I think, fell victim to the burgers, fries, pizzas, breaded fried chicken, ice cream phenomena. Correct. Right. And, you know, those prepared foods are just so easy to overeat. Or I should say those um, you know, those processed foods are, are easy to overeat. If you have to prepare your food, whether it be cook a steak, cook a burger or make a salad, it's a lot harder to overeat, much more difficult. Well, I've so, never been able to overeat a salad before because there's no moratorium on broccoli or any other <laughs> right. ingredients or, in the salad because salads, you know, like with vegetables are nutrient dense and, and calorie sparse. So right. you don't get a lot of calories, but you do get a lot of nutrition, which is hugely important because a lot of the starchy things like uh, potato, pasta, um, most fruits and melons, you know, are kind of real sugar carb heavy, which tends to, you know, make one gain weight, you know, like that bowl of ice cream before you go to bed is the wrong thing at the wrong time. 
Yeah, or, or bread. I mean, another example is bread. I mean, how much bread can you eat? I, I don't know about you, Dr. Wax, but I can eat a whole loaf of bread, honestly. I mean, literally. And um, so anyway, Jordan, I, I watched his eating habits and we decided to make a change in his life and we put him on. He, you know, just a quick story on what happened is he came home after Disneyland and I, and he was eating an ice cream bar. And I asked him, I said, hey, Jordan, how much do you weigh? And he was 10 years old at the time. And he threw some weight out there that I just knew wasn't right. It was like a weight he weighed like two or three years ago. Well, we got on the scale and at 10 years old, he was 147 pounds. And he wow, probably- so he was, uh, he was the um, 150 kilogram man sort of thing. You know, it was not kilograms, but the, the average weight man. If you think about it for the Correct. 10 year old boy and he was 10. So he should have weighed anywhere from hundred to 110. And before he got on the scale, he had that ice cream bar and in his hand and it was like half eaten. And he said, dad, I don't want that anymore. Right. Wow. And how powerful is that? So I took it and I said, cause here's one of the things I think as parents, you know, I get it from my grandparents and my parents, you know, let's not waste food. Let's, let's not, you know, and, and it's hard. I mean, yeah, post depression, you know, there are people yeah. starving in China, whatever, you know, exactly. Yeah. So I said, okay, Jordan, take that ice cream bar and throw it in the garbage right now. Yeah. And that was very symbolic. Well, and it was goes, neat that he came up with the idea. I mean, is. I think he had buy-in from the start because had you said, give me that terrible thing, you know, it would have been like crime of the century and he could spend the rest of his life trying to eat more of them just to piss you off. Right. Right. So anyway, he got, he got on the scale. I can say these things. Right. Right. And he got on the scale and tears just came down his eyes. And I said, Hey, Jordan, I said, don't worry about this. Dad has struggled with his weight, his entire adult life. I said, we'll set you up on a program and you know, we'll, we'll meet some of these goals. And um, anyway, we did that. And now, you know, so he lost about 40 pounds then. Nice. Yeah. And that's, you know, as he was growing and now as a teenager, I mean, he goes to the gym six days a week. He he's eaten every diet from paleo to keto to intermittent fasting. He, you know, he's six foot four, 200 pounds. He's lean. He's solid. He's nothing like you then. No, I'm just teasing. (laughs) (laughs) He's definitely, I'm definitely not six, two. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, but that's how I transformed. So it was my life and my family's life. And and then, you know, um, my wife followed too. And then we decided in our pharmacy, it's like, you know, as healthcare professionals, we have to be good role models. I mean, how can we tell people that they need to watch their cholesterol or they now need to worry about their blood pressure and they need to take this medication for type two diabetes, or we try to tell them to fix their diet and their lifestyle, but we don't ourselves. And I think as healthcare professionals, it is rampant in the profession to, to have, you know, whether it be doctors or nurses or pharmacists that are just overweight and in horrible health. And I, this is what I compare it to. And I write this in my book. Okay. Is, okay. Would you go to a dentist that had crooked and yellow teeth? Right. Yeah. I think that's a great example. Um, You know, I wouldn't see a family doctor that weighed 300 pounds and smoked cigarettes and drank alcohol when nobody was looking. It just it it doesn't make sense to go to somebody who's obviously failing to find out how to succeed. You want to go to somebody who's personally succeeding. Now, they may have challenges. I mean, they may be in a wheelchair because of an accident or or some other issue. Um, But, uh, you know, that's 
you know, also may, may speak volumes. If somebody's in a wheelchair and they manage to keep themselves healthy and eat right and advocate for all the good, healthy things, you know, then they may be even a stronger proponent and advocate for somebody that, that has full use of their limbs. Right, exactly. And so, you know, then we just started down that journey with, with, our, um, with our pharmacy and our patients. Okay. Um, and so tell me about the pharmacy then. So you told me about your personal journey and then the journey um, with your family members, but how do you, how do, you do that at your uh, private pharmacy in Moses Lake, Washington? Well, our pharmacy is, we've been around for since 1998 and my wife and I are both pharmacists. My wife's name is Janet. And we decided that, you know, we would take, Janet had a patient that she'd taken care of for years, even before we had our pharmacy when she was working for another pharmacy. Right. And this patient was on 20 different medications and you know, the drill, Dr. Wax. Oh, um, sure. Hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, and she called Janet and she was, she weighed over 500 pounds. And she said, I basically have eaten myself to death and she was dying. And we, that was a aha moment for us. We're like, you know what? We do not want to enable this lifestyle anymore. We want to educate and empower our patients that they need to be in charge of their own health. And medication isn't necessarily the answer. Hey, I'm a pharmacist. I get it. Medications are life-saving at times, but I think for most chronic disease that we treat in this country, I don't think medications are the answer. And I mean, really, if, if you eat horribly, your blood sugars are out of control, um, you know, you're, you're 200 pounds overweight or 100 pounds overweight or whatever, do you think me as a pharmacist dispensing a type 2 diabetes medication is really going to make your life any better or longer? I really honestly don't. And Certainly, um, a, a person has to be mentally committed to their own health. And that's, you know, believe it or not, it should be an easy thing. You know, everybody should be their own best champion for their own self stuff. But it doesn't work out that way for a myriad of reasons. But um, it's important to take yourself seriously and to look at your own health and to take what others say in a context, you know, um, because some people will just be insulting just to be insulting, but other people who potentially care about you may be trying to suggest that, you know, there's some things you may better attend to. So you have to, you know, consider the source and be understanding, be open and be listening, but you've also got to listen to your own internal voice. And, you know, um, especially like if you do something like yoga, meditation, that kind of stuff, getting in touch with your own body elements, uh, hugely important because, you know, they're constantly communicating. Um, and by the time that they're yelling at you, it's very late in the game and there's definite end organ damage at that point. That's right. That's right. And that's, you know, that's one of my goals is to, you know, help prevent that problem. And so we just decided in our pharmacy at that time, we're going to make, we're going to start making some changes. And um, so, you know, our goal is to have patients take charge of their own health. And our job is to educate and empower them to do so. And, you know, one of the ways we do that is through our podcast. We have a podcast called Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. And one, and we interview guests from all over the country. In fact, we've interviewed you, Dr. Wax. That was one of our most well-received um, podcasts. And Thank you. Yeah. And we talk about health and wellness. Um, we also you know, talk about some of the politics of, of our medical system. Cause as you and I have talked about before, <clears throat> you know, um, 
Well, you know, they say politics plus healthcare equals politics. So, I mean, just suffice it to say, without going far afield in any direction, that, you know, it tends to poison the well of a lot of things. So, um, it sounds like uh, good information with regard to your transformation. We're going to take a short break now and we'll be right back after these messages with more of Your Health Matters on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to Your Health Matters. I'm your host, local family physician, Dr. Craig Wax, talking about the transformation, that is to say the transformation to health. And we're talking with our special guest expert, um, Sean Needham, who's a registered pharmacist and the proprietor, along with his wife, Janet, of uh, Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy in Moses Lake, Washington. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back. Absolutely. So over the last uh, 20 minutes or so, you, you've told us a bit about um, how your personal transformation to health, where you came from a family of origin that didn't really eat well, and you took on all those bad habits. And um, uh, you found your son found some of the same. And uh, at the age of tender age of 10, he made a decision to put down that ice cream sandwich or novelty or what have you and decided not to turn back. And now he's a six foot two athlete and taller than you are, which is, uh, you know, that's that that's a great thing. It's always good when your kids turn out taller, although it's a funny, funny feeling. But <laughs> but it's good that, you know, you've got a few generations now that are invested in health. And, you know, with your pharmacy efforts as well, you try to help um, patients in that way too. running a private pharmacy is difficult to impossible in the current world um, with the corporate uh, monsters that are integrated with pharmacy benefits managers and insurance companies and what have you. So you have to find a unique niche and, um, and being health driven, I think is, is hugely important. Let's talk about mindset of that transformation. You know, what went off in your mind and your son's mind and, you know, um, other family members' minds and hopefully in your patients' minds that triggered that self-awareness button? Well, I just, you know, like I said in the earlier segment, I, I just didn't want to be one of those guys that, that couldn't enjoy activities with my children. And I wanted to be a good role model for them because I didn't want to have fat kids either. And I looked around me and especially in the healthcare field, I looked around how many parents are overweight and in poor health. And then you look at their kids and then they complain about their kids being in poor health. It's like, well, honestly, what do you expect? You're in poor health. And, you know, so I didn't, I didn't want to be that person. And, you know, I mean, look at, you know, your traditional healthcare facility when you, when you, the, the, the traditional people at our pharmacy, we don't see a lot of this, but, you know, I go into a traditional healthcare facility and I see, the people in the waiting room. And it's just a tragedy. I mean, it is full of people that are my age or younger that just look sick. And it's, I'm not saying that they have upper respiratory infection or something. I'm saying they're overweight, they're obese, their color looks bad. They just look in horrible health. I did not want to be somebody like that. And well, I think it's important. Um, and, and you bring up two other good points from previously that it's not just a matter of diet. It's not just a matter of exercise. It's a matter of overall lifestyle, which includes diet and exercise, bad habits, good habits, timing for things, uh, motivation, 
you know, because whatever you're, you have to find your motivation first to get your groove on, I would say. Yeah, for sure. And let's not forget, you know, when you talk about lifestyle, let's not forget sleep. Um, I mean, I tell my patients regularly that we will die without sleep before we'll die without food. That's a fact. So is sleep more important than food? Yes. I truly, honestly believe it is. Our so body water, is- sleep, food, in that order then? Uh, water you well, only get seven days that you got a short 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 sheet well on that one. You, you tell me dr wax i've heard studies where sleep is like three or four days so maybe is sleep more important than water that's, well, that's i don't know thing. i went to college and i would argue the three or four days moratorium thing but <laughs> right, right right so but sleep is very important that's when we get stronger that's when our body recovers um we cannot get stronger from eating or working out until we sleep and rest. Right. Sleep is very, very important. And I, and that, that's a problem in today's society. I mean, for sure. It's just as a problem as lifestyle and diet. And I've got friends and family members that brag about getting six hours of sleep a night. Good for you. I mean, it's taken years off your life and I don't think it's for a lot of us. Six hours is a full night of sleep. Yeah. And I don't think that's enough. Right. I mean, if I can get six, I can do the hour to two hours worth of exercise I need to do and then comply with an eight to 12 hour day and, you know, and then do whatever family needs and then, you know, be done. But to me, it's early to bed and early to rise, you know, like um, Ben Franklin said. Oh, for sure. And and let's talk about that some more. Um, Early to bed, early to rise. When is early? That's in the morning, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Early does... Well, interesting story. So um, my son, who's now um, almost 15, when he was 13, he said to me, hey, dad, I said, I want to be healthy like you. um, And I want to join the sports team and what have you. And I want to get the girls and be popular. And I said, hey, they're all great goals, you know, for the interim, certainly. Um, And he said, hey, when do you work out? Let me work out with you. When do I when can I go to the gym with you? And I said to him, morning comes early, son which is the thing my dad said to me. And I said, I go to the gym at five o'clock where I bike outside or I do, you know, a yoga or something. I'm inside. And he said, Ooh, five o'clock. And I'm like, well, it's a take it or leave it. And he said, well, I'll take it. And, and for most of that year, he came with me to the gym at, at five o'clock, three times a week. And, uh, he made it a priority. And don't you know, the next year he joined that sports team with regard to the high school and, uh, and, and has done well for himself and, and he feels comfortable with his physique, which he didn't before, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I can't speak about popular with the girls, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need a little luck for that too. Yeah, a little bit, but you know what? We have a lot of control over that too. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> well, and one thing I was talking about, one thing I meant to go with that is, you know, early to bed, early to rise is that, you know, we are diurnal humans. And we are meant to work during the day. And that pretty much means with the sun. I mean, not always. It depends on where you live, northern latitudes, um, southern latitude. But here's the thing is that, you know, I see with a lot of my patients, and you might see the same, Dr. Wax, is that some of the people that struggle the worst with health conditions are people that work shift work and they work nights. And, And nurses are some of the worst. And when a nurse comes into me and they work nights for 20 years and they can't sleep and their hormones are out of balance. Um, that's a sign that you need to change your schedule. 
Well, if I, if I may add something to that, because they have shift worker sleep disorder, which is a totally induced medical problem that shortens your life, you know, like sleep apnea does, you know, anything that interferes with normal sleep. If somebody works the night shift and they're completely opposite of us, you know, and, and they stay that way, they do fine. The problem is flipping back and forth between yeah. days and nights and nights and days and days and nights and nights and days. So rotating shift work is a killer. And if the person works nights all week and then expects to be up days on the weekend, that is a killer. So just, we'll just clear that up. So That's what's true. the final uh, messaging that you, would, that you think you would share with regard to your transformation? Well, I, what I want to share is that people need to be in charge of their own health. Um, the answer, a doctor, a pharmacist, any kind of healthcare, healthcare professional, we can only help teach you. We can educate and empower you, but ultimately it is up to the individual to take care of their own health. Medication is not necessarily the answer. Diet and lifestyle are so important to your own health. Um, there are a few things, you know, long-term that can help you with that. I think hormone replacement is very important. That's one of the things we focus on at Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy. We make customized hormone replacement um, along with a healthy lifestyle, diet, and exercise, I think it can help extend your life and quality of life. Um, well, that's great. Um, if somebody wants to get in touch with you or get some of your writings or your podcast, how would they do that in the last minute? That's a great question. So Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy is the name of our pharmacy, mlrx.com. And one of the ways we help to educate and empower um, patients is through Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We're on all the major podcast forums, including YouTube. And um, also, I did write a book about this, too, because you ultimately, if you don't like the way the healthcare system is because you think it's a sick care system, you, the individual, can change that. I wrote a book about it to empower individuals about the healthcare system and about how they can take charge. Um, it's called Sickened how the government ruined healthcare and how to fix it. It's available on Amazon, Kindle format, paperback and audiobook. You got the plug in. Good job. That was great. So <laughs> thank, um, you, Dr. Rex. <laughs> um, thank you for being with us, spending your time with us and for educating the public as you do with your, um, with your podcast and with your writing and with your everyday interactions with patients as a licensed pharmacist. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me on. For this and more information, you can go to healthisnumber1.com, spelled in words, health, I-S-N-U-M-B-E-R-O-N-E.com. You can also catch up with us on Facebook at um, the Your Health Matters page, which is Dr. Wax, Y-H-M. You can also catch up with us on Instagram and Twitter at the at symbol Dr. Craig Wax, D-R-C-R-A-I-G-W-A-X. And of course, you can always get the latest information and news and follow up with Rowan and university events at rowanradio.com. That'll wrap it up for another edition of Your Health Matters. We'll be back next week with another professional speaker on another urgent topic right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You've been listening to Your Health Matters. This program is intended for general information purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical care. Please discuss this information and any questions with your family physician. Be sure to join us every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. for another edition of Your Health Matters on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.